The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, who also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> well, have you ever wondered what if Mary had said no? Nope, not going to do it. What if she had done that? We might be quick to say, well, you know, God would have just found somebody else. Hmm. I think sometimes we look at Mary as she's just you know, like the figurines over here. She's just a prop in the story. No better than the donkey that Jesus rode on Palm Sunday. I don't think so. As early as the second century, St. Irenaeus, who knew St. John, the evangelist, compares Mary to Eve. He says this, as Eve was seduced by the word of an angel, Satan, And so fled from God after disobeying his word. Mary, in her turn, was given the good news by the word of an angel, Gabriel, and bore God in obedience to his word. As Eve was seduced into disobedience to God, so Mary was persuaded into obedience to God. Thus, the Virgin Mary became the advocate of the Virgin Eve. She's the new Eve. And God chose Mary, the highly favored and the graced one, because he had a very particular purpose in mind for her. This was his plan from the very, very beginning. It's always been his plan from the beginning. It's his plan for us as well. Paul writes this in Ephesians 1, the Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. It's always, Jesus has always been the plan. Even before he created the world, God already knew what he was going to do. He was going to send Jesus. This has always been the plan. Mary was always a part of the plan. You're part of the plan. Nothing is random with our God. So we don't have to ponder this too long, thanks be to God, because through the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary did give her yes to God. And through her, God's Son became the Son of Man. He became truly human. He became one of us. And this is so important. See, through Mary, he got his humanity. This means he got a human mind and a human heart and a human will. And that's so that he could be obedient to God our Father as a human being, because none of us are. 
But he also got from Mary his flesh and his blood, his body, which he offered on the cross in a sacrifice and which he then gives to us this morning in this great sacrament. So God made a proposal and she accepted. She made a gift of herself to him and therefore to us. What she offered to God, she offered herself to God, he received her gift and then he took that and now he gives it to us through his son Jesus. Now again, I want to be careful here because it might make it sound like everything's hinging on Mary. We all know, I hope, that it all depends on Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. He's our God. Mary is human. But God always initiates. It's important to remember, God is always the one who initiates and He creates and He proposes. He always goes first. There's no Mary without Him, just like there's none of us without Him. And no doubt, Jesus, who is the second Adam, if she's the second Eve, He's the second Adam, and it's the second Adam who gives the total sacrifice of Himself on that cross, which merits everything we need for our salvation. But, but, Mary's yes reminds us that while God has done everything for our salvation, and that it is a free and it is a total gift from Him, it doesn't do us any good if we don't say yes, if we don't accept it. If we don't say yes to His divine proposal and therefore through faith receive everything He gives to us and then respond to it. What I'm driving at is that Mary is the first and the premier disciple of her son Jesus. She is the first to give her yes to Him as we are all to follow. The icon behind me reminds us of this. I don't know if you can all see it from where you sit. But the gesture of her right hand, she holds Jesus in her left, and with her right hand, she's pointing all of us to her son, to Jesus. Like her, we come and give him our yes. So that's what I want you to contemplate this morning with me. Have I truly given Jesus my yes? And some of us might be quick to say, well, of course I have. And others of us maybe resist it or rejected, or were ambivalent, disinterested, whatever. But this is the most important question of all, my friends. We dare not take it lightly. Saying yes is not a one and done. You know, you just say it one time and you're good to go. Uh-uh. I ask you this morning with me to ask yourself, have I, as a choice of my heart, my mind, my will, and my body given to him my yes? And is it a total yes? Or is it just a theoretical yes? It sounds good. It sounds like the thing you're supposed to say and do. It's a good religious thing, right? And maybe you have said yes in theory, in your mind and in your heart. You have good intentions. But have you completely surrendered your will to his will? I mean, have you prayed Mary's fiat, which is not her Italian car, it's Latin. It means, let it be. Fiat, let it be. Let it be to me as you have spoken. Your will now becomes my will, God. If you would notice how Mary then foreshadows what Jesus himself would pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, not my will, but yours be done. 
She foreshadows what Jesus would teach us to pray in his prayer. Thy will be done. Whatever it is that you say, Lord, whatever it is that you want, that's now what I want to do. I will to do that. I'm not going to just pick and choose like I'm eating at a buffet line, right? Oh, I like that. Oh, oh, I have a little bit of that. Mm, No, I don't like that. Uh Uh-uh. It's everything. It's everything that he says, everything he reveals in Scripture, every divine command that he gives to us. Do you will to do that? Do you give your yes? And if your yes is going to be a real yes, not just in theory, that means it also has to be a yes with your body. I mean, after all, that's what Mary gave. It wasn't just her mind, her heart, or her will. She offered her body. And those of you moms here who have given birth, you, you know exactly what that means. You're never pregnant in theory. <laughs> when life begins in your womb, your body is no longer your own. That child increasingly takes up real estate and makes total demands upon you. He or she demands your body, needs it, requires it, alters it, stretches it, scars it. But in the sacrifice of your body, look at what you give. You give the gift of life. And that is to be true of all of us, moms or not. Paul writes this in Romans 12, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. See, it's it's our bodies that enable us to act, to help, to give, to make that sacrifice of ourselves so that it's not just a nice religious theory. Our bodies enact the choices of our will. It makes it real. In Mary's case, she gave the body of her son so that her son could give his body for us. Salvation is not a theory. It's flesh and blood real. So it can't be a theoretical yes, and it can't be a partial yes either. Oh, Lord, Yeah, you can have some parts of me, some facets of my life, but you know, there's certain compartments in me, there's certain little rooms in my heart, there's certain circumstances where I just, I don't want you to go there. So I shut the doors to those rooms so you won't go in. Maybe it's because I'm too ashamed of what you would see if you went in there, Lord. Or maybe, honestly, what's in there behind that closed door? I love it more than I love you, Lord. And I don't want you to have it. But my friends, what we must do is open all the doors of our life and let him into every last tiny little corner of who you are. Not a theoretical yes. Not a partial yes. It has to be a total 100% yes. A complete gift of yourself. And when we look at Mary and contemplate her response, her yes to God, you realize she became pregnant with Jesus, not just in her womb, but also in her heart. After all, Jesus only remained in her room for nine months, but he always remained in her heart. Her yes was not just for that moment, that particular season of her life. It was a perpetual yes. That's why we find her still at the cross of her son, 
That's why we find her still with the disciples after he had ascended into heaven, waiting for the Holy Spirit to now come again. And that's what I'm talking about. That's the yes that we must give. And like Mary, we might ask ourselves, oh, how can this be? I mean, how do I give that kind of a complete and total yes? My heart is so divided. But as the angel Gabriel said to her, he says to you and me this morning, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's all gift. It's all gift. Even the ability to say yes, it's all gift from the Holy Spirit. And so think about it this way. That Holy Spirit who came upon Mary and worked this incredible miracle that she would become pregnant with God's own Son, that's the same Holy Spirit promised to you and me to come upon us, to help us give our yes completely and wholly. A free, total, faithful, fruitful yes now and forever. Let me give you a moment to pray about that, if you would, to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you that you may give Jesus your complete yes.